0: Done for
1: yourself. Ah. Promoting their latest album in the ever-expanding universe, the Biltmore Cabaret and the Georgia Strait present Canadian band the most serene republic with Seattle's Grand Archives. They're playing the Biltmore Cabaret on Saturday, September 26th. Doors at 7, show at 8.30. Tickets are on sale now.
2: Welcome back to The Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. My name is Tracy Fuller, and it's just about 5.30 here on campus. And I have an announcement, actually, to make before we get back to more of The Arts Report. There is a lost dog running around campus today. Um, she is about 25 pounds, so she's a small, blonde dog, and she's got skin legions on her. Um, so she, she's not all fluffy, as you would imagine, uh, a regular dog, her name is Angel, and she's a rescue dog um She was fostered um she's a foster dog um with the healing place clinic and she came out of the California fires last year and um she was walking around with her uh with her owner Andrea earlier today around the theology mall and when she was spooked by some loud sound and she bolted to the south this was around two thirty this afternoon and uh she went south. And uh, they're still looking for her now, about three hours later. And she's a really sweet dog. She will come when you call her name. Her name is Angel. And uh, Andrea would really like it if anyone out there who has seen the dog could give her a call on her cell phone. That number is 778-990-4913. That's 778-990-4913. And again, the dog's name is Angel. You'll be calling Andrea, and I hope they find the dog, very soon. Um, I sent a new arts contributor named Gloria Coca out to see a new uh, p- the production of Hey Ocean, which was on at the Chan Center last week. She recorded a fabulous review, and as soon as it continues loading here on Burley today, uh, I'm going to play it for you. Uh, I hope it's going to be a good one. It's taking, of course, well, here we have the whole... Um, The whole board is stopped up. Oh, but here it is. This is Gloria Coca reporting on Hey Ocean here on CITR 101.9 FM.
1: A Vancouver indie group, Hey Ocean's performance at the Chan Theatre was nothing short of amazing. Walking into the room... There was a vibrant ambience that hung in the air as i took my seat in the dimly lit theater seeing all the concert goals with eyes fixed on the stage i knew that this was not just another up and coming band hey ocean was here we all knew their music and loved every moment of it this popular vancouver based band was catering to a more mature audience fans were tense with energy refrained from jumping out of their seats after each melodic track. Scanning the audience, I saw that the Hey Ocean brought in a wide variety of listeners. There's something to be said of a band that touches the hearts of both young and old. The lights dimmed, the show began. New to the band, I was instantly captivated by the lead singer's voice. Her voice is a combination of Adele and Regina Spector. Many of the tracks showcased her smooth vocal range over the bassist's steady beats. You could immediately see that the artists meshed well with one another. Each instrument complemented the other. The harmonics were on point and the overall sound was in sync. Listening to each track, it became clear that the band had been exposed to more than the exceeding mediocre top 40 beats that surround us every day. They showed us styles from all parts of the world, combining different sounds to create their own unique and uplifting sound. Having traveled everywhere from Europe to Africa, Heo Shun showed off what they had learned from their different styles they incorporated in their songs. Lead singer Ashley Ball rocked the xylophone and flute in many of the tracks, adding a funky and creative element that sets the band apart. Playing songs from their latest album, It's Easier to Be Somebody Else, Hey Ocean surprised me in their amazing and seamlessly effort transition in both songs and genres. They were able to easily move among tracks with reggae, jazz, and even Caribbean-like overtones, while somehow managing to make it all blend well together. Combining jumpy pop tracks and languid ballads, hey Ocean provided a full range of songs to appreciate. Their multi-faced sound and positive energy made it difficult for me to try to define or categorize their style and sound. Hey Ocean bridges the gap anywhere between folk, soft rock, indie, and alternative. Their voice, reminiscent of West Coast fashion, bring to mind bands like that of 311. By the time I left the Chan Theatre, I had given up on trying to identify their sound. Instead, I'll just call it good music. Like many, I cannot wait to hear what else they.
3: I stopped trying to define punk around the same time I stopped trying to define Islam. They aren't so far removed as you think. Both began in tremendous bursts of truth and vitality that seem to have lost something along the way. The energy, perhaps, that comes with knowing the world has never seen such positive force and fury and never would again. Both have suffered from sellouts and hypocrites, but also from true believers whose devotion had crippled their creative drive. Both are viewed by outsiders as unified, cohesive communities when nothing can be further from the truth. I could go on, but the most important similarity is that like punk, Islam is itself a flag, an open symbol representing not things, but ideas. You cannot hold punk or Islam in your hands, so what could they mean besides what you want them to? CITR and the Vancouver International Film Festival present TwaKor, The Birth of Punk Islam, misfit muslims the world over embracing a new subculture called Twakor, otherwise known as punk islam the film follows the three misfit rebels who dreamed up the whole thing we should go out west sometime and just load up a van so we can't fit no more and then have guys hanging off
2: the side like in Raul Hindi. down the I-90s get a van make like an interstate jamaat
3: Twakor: the birth of punk islam is played saturday october 3rd at nine thirty p.m. and monday october 5th at one fifteen p.m. at the empire Granville cinema Brought to you by the Vancouver International Film Festival in CITR 101.9, Vancouver.
2: Welcome back to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM here in Vancouver. And on the line I have John Pippis who has just finished a very successful run at the Vancouver International Film Festival which just I'm um, film festival, High Fringe Festival which just ended this past Sunday on mostly on Granville Island but on a, in a number of other locations around town. And John is the man behind uh, a musical, one man musical comedy called hey- Oh Winnipeg. And uh, John is unlike a lot of the other fringe performers who go on the circuit tour across Canada every year. He just debuted his play here in uh, Vancouver and in Victoria. And um, I've got John on the line to. Tell us a little bit more about it, because he has won one of the Pick of the Fringe spots, which is a coveted spot, um, which gives John a couple of extra runs down at the Waterfront Theatre on on Granville Island. And John, thank you so much for being on the show today.
3: Oh, well, thanks for inviting me.
2: No problem. Congratulations on winning Pick of the Fringe. Thank you. Uh, Were you surprised when you found out on Sunday night?
3: Oh, very surprised. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I was up against, you know, some veterans and some very, very good performers, um, and I had never written a play before, and i had never acted before. And uh, so, yeah, to get this, this prize really blew me away.
2: So can you tell listeners, uh, for those people who have never heard of the play, uh, what was the play about and what inspired you at uh, over 50 years of age, I hope I'm not giving anything away, but at 50, over 50 to uh, write a play and to perform at a Fringe Festival?
3: Um, I wanted to find a new audience for my songs. I'm a singer-songwriter, and I play around the coffee houses mostly um, wherever and uh, other venues as well, near and far. And I wanted to find a new audience because coffee house audiences sometimes can be almost like me and uh coffee server. You mm-hmm. know, it can be kind of lonely. Right. So, I thought, "Oh, where are there existing audiences?" And I thought the fringe, and I said, "Great, how do I get into that? Oh, I have to write a play, which I did, and what do I know about Well, my own life right um, and yeah, if you 've been on the planet for fifty some odd years, um, you know you 're bound to have some stories to tell." <laughs> Uh, so I wrote a play using my songs. I had to use my songs because I wanted my songs to be featured. I wanted them to be heard by a new audience. So I wrote the play, and then I figured, okay, now I've got to take acting lessons and learn how to act it, which I did. And then when I took acting lessons last fall at Langara, an eight-week course, my teacher, I asked her if she would direct my play. I audaciously asked, would you consider directing my play? And she said yes. So for most of this year, we've been uh, rehearsing it and rewriting it and um, and then, yeah, then we we opened in Victoria at the end of August, and it did very well, much to my again to my the first review by The Times has gave it a four out of five star review and and it was like away to the races, you know mm-hmm. and Vancouver's been very good, and then we got this pick of the fringe, which was.
2: Tri- Icing on the cake, perhaps? Yeah,
3: abs- yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would have been happy just to survive without a scathing review. And, <laughs> you know, my expectations were very low. I was picturing houses of maybe six or eight people, and I think, oh, well, that's you know more than what I've been rehearsing to in front of in, in the mirror. So, mm-hmm. But no, I was getting some sold-out houses and uh, lots of happy people coming out, and so it's, it's been a, an amazing run.
2: I guess I should mention, or uh, perhaps you can mention, that the director is Rachel Scott, who is uh, uh, from Vancouver originally, and uh, has been uh, teaching. Well, she's at-
3: from New York, actually. She she's originally from New York, but she moved here, I think, a couple of years ago now. And she's she's also a yoga teacher. Right. A yo- so she teaches yoga. She teaches acting, and mm-hmm. she does directing. And uh, so she's involved in both the theater world and, and, and TV and film, and and in yoga as well. So right. yeah, getting Rachel Scott on board was was huge. Right. Yeah. So can't can't underestimate her her um, her input and in, and into into this whole creative. Uh, thing here.
2: Mm-hmm. So, did you were you an avid fringe attender before you ventured into the acting world yourself?
3: Uh yeah. The last three or four years. See, my wife, she's volunteered the past few years for the fringe every year. She's now uh, she's a venue captain, and mm-hmm. and I would go down and see plays, and and you know, you see some some good, some bad, and so on. And yeah, and I get that's where the germ was planted. I suppose a, a year ago at uh, at the fringe, and the, and I guess I thought, well, you know how hard can this be right.
2: well,
3: <laughs> knowing nothing
2: well i mean it's a, a as you said yourself that your success has been amazing why winnipeg why oh winnipeg
3: um because the other titles i picked when i said them to my friends they said well that's a dumb title why are you calling it um, <laughs> why are you calling it growing your own dinosaur right why are you calling it sweet regret you're bringing me down with that title mm-hmm. so i said well how about Oh, winnipeg and they said yes yes that'll work i was born in Winnipeg, mm-hmm. and..." Um, I guess uh, it means you can't ever really leave where you came from Mm -hmm. as hard as you might try. You want to be a a young hipster or a hippie or a a groovy sort of young dude out in the world and so on. But when it comes down to it, uh, in my case, I'm still just that that young entrepreneur-type middle-class kid from Winnipeg. Hmm. But, and I've, it has been difficult In some cases People have gone to the play And I've heard afterwards They think, well, you weren't like Riffing on, you know That wacky city A prairie city uh, For an hour You were You know, you left it behind And you moved on to Vancouver And Montreal And you you didn't nothing to do with Winnipeg
2: mm
3: so in that sense I guess some people are disappointed and too bad for them
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes very much so because the majority of people apparently left feeling very satisfied with uh, the performance
3: as far as I know at least the ones that talk to me are (laughs) (laughs) right
2: I guess I'm I'm wondering this has been about a year long process since uh, asking whether Rachel would direct etc have you changed the script substantially and now that it's been such a a success at both Mm. the Victoria Fringe and Vancouver Fringe is there anything you'd like to change or things that you uh, that you would change at this point?
3: Right, well, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, I, I guess um, a play, I mean, uh, some works of art are done when they're done, and that's it, you can't change them. I don't know, a book, I suppose, uh, songs you can change. You Usually you don't once you perform them a few times, and it's kind of working, and you usually you, they stay the same. Um, the play, I went through about eight drafts, mm my first draft which was very linear and then Rachel on the second draft she said okay let's start with a scene that's piv- pivotal in your life and then we can work backwards and forwards from that kind of like get the thing off with a bang right so i mean she 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 knows what she's doing and that that's a a good way to start something get mm-hmm. the audience involved right off the bat which we did so that that happened, and then um, some scenes survived right from the very first draft, word for word. And there's probably maybe two or three scenes that survived the whole, all the eight or so drafts. Uh, mm-hmm. Other scenes are gone. So other scenes, you know, that have been put together, and so on. And then when we got to the end of it, a few, about a month or so before the, it, the, you know, in July, we did the whole thing for, for beginning to end. We saw it was long, so then we had to cut quite drastically, mm-hmm. get it down to the essence, which I don't mind. You know, keep it moving. Right. And now. Now that we've done it at the Fringe, and now we've got uh, this event coming up in the weekend, a uh, pick of the Fringe, and then there's other things in the works for beyond this. The time isn't quite as critical, and just the shape of it, I can see. Yes, we're going to. I'm going to put a few lines in the first scene. Uh, I'm going to. Hmm, I'm going to add a couple of things here and there. And there's a slide. There's a visual component as well. Slides, and mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, add a few more slides in the scene where I go crazy.
2: <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Um. I guess one thing I, I wonder is if there has been so much shorn out of it from its original incantations and through the eight drafts, is there a possibility that there might be an O Winnipeg 2 sometime in the future?
3: <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know myself, I've been asking myself, is this it, is this my one shot at, at doing, uh, doing a play, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling my own story, but, um... Yeah, I've got the bug now that I've been in front of that type of audience. I mean, I'm a singer-songwriter, I'm a performer, yeah. but that's a different audience. And when you're in a theater and the spotlight is just on you and everyone is sitting there hushed, you know, with their little programs in their hands and, and oh, and then they call you up for a standing ovation and all that stuff. I mean, all that stuff, I'm just like, it's like crack. I mean, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm so right there, right? So, yeah, I'll do this place some more, but mm-hmm. I don't want to get bored. I don't want to like, do it to where I, you know,
0: mm-hmm. do it in my
3: sleep kind of thing. Um, so, yes, right now I'm re- I've got a few things in the, in the works. I'm working on one idea with my cousin, mm-hmm. a low, uh, some guy that started a cremation, uh, uh, a budget cremation service. Huh. Just a real out-and-out comedy. Completely make it up, right? Like, right. Can, I, can I make something up? Can I act something that isn't me or characters mm-hmm. that were in my life? And I don't know yet.
2: Well, I guess we'll find out, hopefully. I will
3: find out. I think I, we'll all find
2: out. I think a, a lot of people head to the fringe knowing that it's going to be a, a hit-or-miss uh, endeavor, and lots of people bring things to the fringe that may be drawn out of their own life and experience or yeah. might be invented, and it's, it's hard to tell in, in advance whether or not it's going to ring true. Is there any advice you'd give people who might be well, where yeah. you were a year ago?
3: Um, well, advice for okay for audience goers. I would mm-hmm. say just go. The fringe is terrific for for ten bucks or twelve bucks, or in Victoria for nine bucks or less, uh, and it's only going to take up for about an hour of your time. So for an audience, just take a chance. It's like a film festival. Just go. If, some, if a critic has given it like only three stars or only two stars. Um, go anyway, and yeah. and you and I certainly was i 've seen some like that that were un, that were undersold, and I had a, I love them you know mm-hmm. so as an audience member, the fringe is a terrific way to experience something hit hit or miss and and you can learn from all of them right. and if someone wants to put on a fringe play um, advice that 's pretty hard i, I if that 's what you want to do i mean i didn 't find it that difficult to write my own memoir. I mean mm-hmm. all the material was there in my head in my in my past, I just had to kind of edit down you know right. Um, take acting lessons if you haven't acted, <laughs> and get a director. If it's not a real, real director, at least get someone whose opinion you trust, who the outside eyes and ears, looking at what you're doing, and 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 listen hard. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> how easy it is for someone just to just go and write a play. I, I was very, very fortunate, or who knows, maybe I'm talented. I found some talent I didn't know I had or
2: something. Sounds but like it.
3: it. Yeah, maybe I've, I've stumbled into something here. But I didn't find it all that difficult. Once And once I got Rachel, I mean, I was just away to the races. So,
2: right.
3: Advice for people? Sure. I mean, if you want to write a French player, you want to go, just go for it, sure.
2: Cool. Yeah. Well, John, thank you so much for joining me today.
3: Well, it was really my pleasure. I, I enjoyed uh, your questions.
2: Absolutely. And uh, best of luck with the extended run, which, yeah. as I mentioned, will be on at the Waterfront Theatre in Gr- on Granville Island hmm. between the 24th and the 27th.
3: Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are my shows.
2: Great. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, John. Thanks so much. Right then. That was John Pippis from Oh Winnipeg, one of the four winners of the, the Pick of the Fringe Festival for 2009. The other winners include Dog Sees God by Fighting Change Productions, um, uh, Under the Mango Tree by Vanish Dubois. And the honeymoon period is officially over by Gemma Wilcox out of the U.S. All right, we're gonna. I'm gonna head right on over to uh, another musical track. Mm, what shall I play? I haven't decided yet. M- maybe I'll play another Basha Bulat because I still have two tickets waiting for someone to call in and claim them this afternoon. So here's another track from Basha Bulat on CITR 101.9 FM.
1: presents Firewood
2: Run September 27th at Jericho Beach Park. Runner walk to raise funds and awareness for refugees in Darfur, Sudan. Why Firewood Run? Fuel for cooking fires is an essential resource for refugees in Darfur, but by venturing outside the camps to collect it, women become vulnerable to attack. To raise awareness, each participant in the Firewood Run will carry a small piece of firewood as they complete the race. All funds raised by the Firewood Run will go to the NGOs still active in Darfur. For more information or to register online, visit www.runfordarfur.ca, and that's the number four. Welcome back to the Arts Report on CITR one point nine FM. Last but not least, tonight, that's September 23rd, Cineworks is hosting their monthly reading and discussion group, Thought on Film. It's just one of the many cinematic salons which the Independent Filmmakers Society hosts on a regular basis. Thought on Film aims to promote critical thought around film product and practice through community-based discussions. The monthly chats are open to the public and they're free and they feature close readings of texts that confront issues that face contemporary film producers. So this month's discussion was inspired by the presentation of Ross Birdweiser's Stillness and Movement Studies which was presented as part of Cineworks' Movable City exhibition earlier this summer. Tonight, a Thought on Film will look at Donato Totoro Toro's essay, Time, Bergson, and the Cinematographical Mechanism. Earlier this afternoon, I spoke with Cheyenne Turillon, the program manager and curator at Cineworks, about thoughts on film. Here is our conversation. Cheyenne, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. Now, can you tell me a little bit about Ross Birdwise's Movable City ex- exhibition and why it inspired tonight's thoughts on film discussion?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, Movable City was an exhibition that actually just closed, put on by Cineworks, about potentiality in the built environment. So Ross Birdwise's piece is, is, that was part of the show is called uh, Stillness and Movement Studies. And what it is are these extended long shots of, I believe, five people. Um, And what he has done is he's taken many pictures of them and made these pictures transparent and layered them on top of each other. So what you see uh, looks like a still image, Um, but what Ross has done is over the course of the images, he has lights that he's moved around. So you have a still image of the person, but then there are their faces are being constantly transformed by the shadows that these lights are casting on their face. Mm. So you look at it and it looks still, but there's actually a bunch of really subtle movement going on. And uh, sometimes when the person blinks, you have this, this sort of transparent blinking eye. and Parts of their, sure. their faces move in these ghostly ways.
2: How did you go from that, from Ross Birdwise's Movable City exhibition, uh, Stillness and Movement, to Donato Totorio's essay?
0: Um, well, I actually asked Ross if he would recommend a reading. So mm. uh, the the piece that was showing as part of Movable City was actually his thesis project for his master's degree, right. which he got from Emily Carr. And this reading by Donato Totoro um, was he said quite formative in the development of his thesis and the development of this particular project. So um, the idea is that um, if you had been to Movable City and seen Ross's work, that uh, tonight would give you an opportunity to sort of get into the mind of Ross as an artist and Mm. understand his work in another way.
2: Mm. So can you give us a sense of what Totoro's essay
0: talks about? Well, the thing about Thought on Film is that it's an out loud reading group. So Ah. I actually haven't read the reading. Um, And uh, I mean, Ross has, obviously. But the Mm -hmm. idea is that the people who come tonight, I have a copy of the essay. And we will literally sit around and read a paragraph and talk about it and read the next paragraph and talk about it, which sounds really dorky and it is but it's actually really fun and so the idea is that I don't expect the people that come to the reading group to um, have studied the reading Mm -hmm. the idea is that uh, together as a group we will have an understanding of the reading emerge from our conversation based in the writing itself.
2: Right. And uh, I mean, this is a free event open to the public, whether or not you've done film, even if yeah. you probably haven't even seen film.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is okay, so I try to anchor the readings in the programming that Cineworks has. So, uh, you know, if we have visiting artists in town, I'll get them to recommend readings. So earlier this year, we were reading David Harvey's the condition of postmodernity mm-hmm. which doesn't appear to have anything to do with film really it seems to be about uh, economic theory mm-hmm. so you know for that reading group we had different people come than would come to a more obviously film based reading right so it's i mean it's actually really fascinating because you get I can't predict the type of people that are going to show up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes you'll have architects or scientists or artists or kids come sometimes. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really fascinating to see the, the kind of readings that we can come up with based on all of our disparate experiences.
2: Right. So yeah. will Ross be there tonight?
0: Um, I'm not sure that Ross will. I hope that he will. He's a local guy, so mm-hmm. I would assume that he would be. But mm-hmm. um, Sometimes, the, yeah, sometimes the, the artists are present. Sometimes the artists aren't able to be present. But I think it's good when they are. Because then you can kind of ask them direct questions about how the reading relates to their work. Because the idea is to ultimately take away uh, from the reading groups a better understanding of of the works themselves
2: Mm -hmm. is there I mean this is the 10th thought on film it's the 20th I mean that's what I meant the 20th um, uh, thought on film meeting Mm -hmm. is there one particular one that sort of sticks out in your mind or a story that you can share from previous events that that really rings Mm -hmm. a bell
0: for you well I mean there's a couple of things we spent the first six months of thought on film reading Gilles Deleuze's Cinema One and mm. over the course of six months we made it through about 30 pages oh. of his text which is, I mean, just gives you an idea of how complex sometimes yeah. these things can be but then um, after that first six months I spent the the summer, I guess this would have been last summer watching Slavoj Zizek's The Pervert's Guide to Cinema so mm. the reading was actually watching a documentary about Cinema through right. the eyes of Zizek, which was kind of really fun. And he, I don't know, he's just such an outrageous <laughs> character and thinker. But
2: yeah, earlier this year, actually on the Arts Report, uh, we talked to Astra.
0: Oh Austin, yeah, yeah.
2: Who just did um, that film? Oh, um,
0: philosophers walking. Yeah, exactly. No, and Zizek's in
2: called. that. And her first documentary was specifically on him. So mm-hmm. that's that, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I mean, how long the 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 Thought on Film Tonight starts at 6 p.m. How long do you expect it to go? Is there a cutoff?
0: Um, I usually try to keep it at around two hours. Mm -hmm. After two hours, I think your ability to think critically Mm -hmm. sort of rapidly diminishes. Um, But uh, sometimes after the reading group, we go for drinks or go for food. Mm -hmm. So just because the reading group is over doesn't mean the discussion is necessarily...
2: Right. Well, Cheyenne, thank you so much for joining me to talk about it. And
0: yeah. I, I really hope it goes well tonight. Thank you. No I problem. appreciate your inquisitiveness.
2: That was Cheyenne Turion, the program manager at, and curator at Cineworks and Thought on Film 20 is uh, happening tonight at Cineworks. That's 1131 How in the back lane through the back lane entrance. It starts now at 6 p.m. and it's free, so head on down. And that's it for me from the Arts Report this week. If you want to get in touch, you can always reach me at arts at citr.ca. And uh, tune in next week at 5 for another edition. And up next is Julie with audio text on CITR 101.9 FM.